another edition of the Half Four Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Peter, joined, as always, by Tom and Donny. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. How are you, Donny? I'm very well, thank you. Right. You can see Donny's got... He's brought the co- podcast curse, but we'll get to that later. It's amazing <laughs> that people can get so excited over a meaningless friendly, but I digress. Right, we'll go to our own Fantasy Half League. First of all, Dory, I think you are well clear now. You're on 2452 overall. You stretched the lead this week over Melvinho in second, 2395, and joint third, Nick Sellers and McCogan 92, 2365, respectively. So, Ash, you got a 57 point lead. So, unless something seriously drastic happens, I don't think you're getting caught. I think you've won this league. Yeah, probably in Melvin's team this week. Is this a. Is this a <laughs> so you can't catch you blockers yeah. are nice right so we will go first to the half hour fantasy podcast cup seeing as I'm the only one left in it as my luck continues uh, the quarterfinals will be this week coming that was game week 35 the draw is as follows Sutty Show versus Andy Penman Josh Mac 5 versus Ashley 88 Fit Pod John versus O'Burn 89 and Barracuda the current champion playing myself so that's the final eight going into next week's games Tom didn't make it this week. Tom took out by... Who took you out, Tom? Was it Barracuda? Do you remember? can't remember now. <laughs> it was Barracuda by two points, 86-84. And commiserations to our old man Rambo from Bangladesh. He has done well for his first cup. He's notably went quiet after he got knocked out, so I don't know if he's still reeling after it, but I'm sure he'll hopefully back for next season's cup kicking off. Right, we'll go to the league. We'll go to our actual, sorry, our own scores and rank for the week. Uh, as I'm sitting at the lowest of three, I go first. I get 77 points this week. That is a rank of one drop, which I was surprised at. Then I see all the scores come in, I realised it's quite a heavy score week this week. So I had Clark and goals for one, Strain 11, Tavernier 11, Fish 7, in the midfield, McGrath 8, Captain Clarkson, trying to be differential 8. Jota 2, Cantwell 11, Furuhashi 1, Lopez 2, and Vice-Captain Van Veen 15. So that gave me 77 points and rank 61. Tom, I'll move you next up. What is your rank and score? Um, so my rank is 18th, and my score for the game week was 84. Uh, I've got Laidlaw and goals for 3. Egan Riley got me 6. Strain got me 11, and Tav got me 11. Uh, McGrath in midfield got me 8. Janelli 12. Captain Yota got me four, Cantwell 11, and up front, uh, Furuhashi won, Vice-Captain Van Veen 15, and the Duke got me two. Okay. Any other captain choice to go through the cup? It looks it, but uh, that's what happens. Don, over to you. Uh, I had 86. I took a minus four this week, so I finished on 82. That was George and goal for one, Ralston two, Captain Tavernier 22, Pollock seven, Strain 11, McGrath 8, O'Hara 6, Cantwell 11, Jota for 2, tried my luck with Duke and the vice-captaincy, that didn't pay off, he got 2 and Van Veen 10. So 82 all out, the global score is 2-4-3-0, which compared to last season is 100 points more than the whole of last season. So it's also a much higher uh, league this year. Uh, last time we talked I was 13th, I've dropped 1 and I'm 14th overall. 
Right, I bet you were higher up a couple weeks ago when we've done a podcast and you're back there after the podcast. <laughs> on it. Yeah, I think you're right. You said I think there's a lot more engaged managers at the top. When I was going through the teams, just look maybe the top 100, where I'm at, down to 200. There seems to be people making moves. So I think we've got a decent top 200, I'd say, maybe more of that. They're engaged, they're taking part. And hopefully yeah. next year with the top of the leagues being all amalgamated, so you pick the same team, then we make it more competitive. So we maybe have the next year. But anyway, Tom, over to you for loss for first. I'll do the results first, then over to you, Tom. Sorry. Right, so we had six games. Early kickoff Saturday. Rangers 3, Celtic 0. That was so to say. Uh, St. Mirren 2, Harps 2. Aberdeen 0, Hibs 0. St. Johnson 0, Motherwell 2. Kilmarnock 2, Oliston 0. Dunyan 1, Ross County 3. So over to you, Tom. Yep, so we'll start off with uh, Saturday lunchtime. Uh, Rangers 3, Celtic 0. We had a goal from Cantwell. Uh, Suter scored the second with an assist from Tav and uh, Sakala got the third. Uh, it was a different lineup for, for both teams from what we're used to. For Rangers, there was no Morelos or Cholak and it was Sakala up front. Um, and in the back line, there was no Davies or Barisic either. Um, for Celtic, um, Kyogo and Maeda were benched in favour of O and Abada. And um, in Celtic's back line, obviously Carter Vickers, Johnson and Greg Taylor all injured, so uh, Kobayashi, Bernabe and Ralston came in. Um, I, think it, I think it was glaringly obvious that Selic were still hung over from winning the league. Um, <laughs> I, I expect to see, I expected to uh, see some rotation in this game, but probably not, not quite as much as what we've um, seen. Um, I'm a little bit concerned for um, Furuhashi's minutes. Um, I think it has been reported that he does have a, a shoulder issue but he did come on come on to play a reasonable uh, amount of time so it's obviously not holding him back too much so it is a concern going forward O hasn't had a lot of game time so perhaps um, now that there's not a lot to play for I think maybe Postacoglu will be looking to get O's minutes up and try and get him up to speed so a bit of a concern there um Given the, the injuries, I'd probably be looking to stay clear of Selic's defence. Um, can't deny there's possibly some clean sheets there before the end of the season, but I think they're probably going to be a bit um, shaky from here on in. Uh, in terms of Selic assets, I'll probably stick with Yota. Um, Kyogo, I'm not too sure about. And I'm, I'm actually not even too sure about a, a third Selic asset. Um, for Rangers, I think obviously Tav and Cantwell are the two to have. And I'm not quite certain on a third. Um, so I'll come to you first, Donnie, and perhaps you can shed some light on that. <laughs> With pleasure. So as Peter touched on, finally the, the podcast jinx has ended. I think we're coming up to about a year and a half doing this. I've not had a chance to speak about a Rangers Old Firm League win. So I'll have to watch what I say. This could be my last record. But um, joking aside, I don't think the result really changes anything. You know, we've had five other Old Firm games before this. I'd have sooner won one of those um, than this one. I can't think there's too many upset Celtic fans um, on this result. So, you know, both teams certainly would have wanted to win. Uh, Celtic would have been able to uh, rub it in uh, over the summer if they had won. And for Rangers, it kind of just ends that streak and allows us to move on, um, having got that under our belt. So I think all credit to Rangers, you know, they had a, a good few changes in their team, but they certainly came out gunning. Um, and five minutes in, we've done what we've not been able to do against Celtic, and that was score first. So I was I was pretty happy with the energy there. Uh, 
Suter made it 2-0 and I think from that point on Rangers were quite comfortable um, the third goal was a bit of Rangers-esque defending um, mm-hmm. just a mix-up ball watching and Zatala um, clean through rounded the keeper and I think a lot of the Rangers fans were quite hesitant when he went past <laughs> Hart but he did manage to squeeze it in um, to make it three so yeah a good win really happy kind of for what it was, but at the end of the day, as Bill said, it's just three points. You don't don't really take anything else out of it. So, I think from a fantasy point of view, with Kyogo not playing that match, and that might be reflected in the final three games, I would probably just hold on to him. You would have to think if he gets even thirty minutes over those three games, you know, he could well still score and get chances. So, unless you've got a perfect team, for me, I'll just keep him. If I see the team use, he's on the bench, then I'll just sub him. Uh, I took in Ralston, not for this game in particular, um, but I think um, with the three remaining games, there should be at least one or two clean sheets there. So fingers crossed on that one. And Jota, well, he just didn't didn't really get any chances in, in this game one. Uh, for Rangers, anyone who went Captain Tav like me were rewarded with a clean sheet and assist. So that was quite happy um, to see that one. And Cantwell as well. He's, he's shown some decent form, I think, when we run it the next season. He'll be a player that we'll, we should be looking at target uh, as far as that goes. Um, Tommy, asking for a third Rangers player, I think Sakala um, is, is worth a shout. I think given the team lineup, he's not going to pick Morelos. There's nobody else to choose. Um, so I think if you go with Sakala, um, you should get the game time. You should get goals, if not assists. I think if you've got the space, uh, squeeze him in. Um so yeah, what's the last year and a half tell us? Well, for me, it's just that we needed our third choice keeper and no recognised striker to beat this mediocre Celtic team. But happy with the results, happy with the performance and a, a bit of green shoots uh, for next season. So there you go, guys. Plus, dear listener, he's got a photo of Todd Catwell's his background photo. I know you can't see that. I mean, Todd's got to watch this for next year, which is quite sick. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. So, you, know, you, have to, you have to give me something. See on the uh, third round, I don't know about the next time, uh, Rangers third asset, would you recommend Robbie McCrory for a keeper? Somebody who's like, struggling for cash? Are you in there? Do you want to just change your keeper for this last run-in? Probably not. I mean, I think he will get the games. Um, I'd Goldson's probably the only other go-to that will play the remainder of the season um, that I can see. But yeah, probably sound enough. Um, but you've probably got a lot bigger holes elsewhere that... Yeah, that's, that's money, money should be an issue at this point really should it either yeah. right me first well me second even uh, ah, so once I saw the team I had that there, there, the butterfly stomach think this isn't going to be well because I knew Rangers were going to butt for it regardless yeah. and they came out flying it was like Rangers of old under the Gerrard where they used to always see to score first and me and had to get a ball feet on the ball and after the second goal he said Donnie the competition was dead I didn't see he's come back for that I had to start to slowly sit bites at this point and not bother uh, the Sakala thing is what I thought you brought up was quite funny because I was in the pub with a lot of Rangers fans and when Sakala went through in goals it looks on their faces didn't look they were confident he was going to score yeah. in a, a positive moment in time and then he did score and I was like right okay that's that over uh, something tactically I want to bring up for I suppose we don't have much time when you see the, the team team getting leaked until picking a team so it's not much you can really do but you've got 15 minutes to make this move but in hindsight it was like Bernabe was left back Tavernier's right back, so Tavernier's going to be attacking Burnaby. Now, normally Maeda plays on the left-hand side, who his press has been giving Tavernier problems. Tavernier made a lot of mistakes and actually caused goals through Maeda's press. Maeda was dropped as well. Jock was over there. 
So if I had more time to think about it in my head at the time rather than making quick moves, it was probably easily to go Captain Tav. He's going to have that right-hand side himself. I don't think Bernie's up to the task, Todd. I don't know if you think yourself. And yeah. I see what you said. And with you up over there, I'm not going to press, so pretty much Tavi didn't have much pressure on him to let him play his game. So it's something to... I don't think the manager will make that mistake again because I don't know what happened, but if I had more time and I've seen the team and realised the information to play, that's probably the stop with Captain Tav. I didn't. I changed it because I thought that's not moved about. It was still it a just, brave move. There was nothing in any of the other old farm games that showed that Rangers can keep a clean sheet. So it is a punt. It's confidence. It's I, just mean, fan, I just mean he's attacking. The starting side that was like yeah. no no Taylor who comes inside who's been playing well and no Maeda. That's both Tavernier's been both opponents this year in that wing. Both have moved and then you're like, well, if I thought about it, Tavernier was obviously captain choice. But then, as you say, there's no clean sheets guaranteed. But hey, yeah. it's just a look forward to if the team line changes a lot again. Though I don't think you'll see Burnaby play for, I guess, another <laughs> game, but that's just me. Uh, Catwell, yep. I've always liked Catwell with both of knowledge. I thought he was a tidy player. I think I texted after the game, Donna said, I think he's probably the first name on the team sheet next year, Rangers, if he's going to build around him. And he mm-hmm. plays a kind of three role, slightly, like not number 10, but number 10, number 8. I think you're going to already have Tavernier if he stays fit and Catwell's are two, and then see how the team builds for them. Obviously, Celtic didn't the first team out. Defenders, you've already mentioned, they've dropped defenders at the back, injury and some rotation. So I wouldn't be too keen going for him. I had the same idea as you, Don. I was thinking about Ralston for the remaining fixtures. It's because he also plays fullback as well. And as I've said on here before, he doesn't really do anything there, but he kind of does overlap. So you have more chance there across him. And I yeah. think actually Celtic's best chances on, did come as hard as was from Ralston's cross. He's just that. Abada was like hitting every wee shins and stuff like that, and so it didn't work out. Ben, no complaints. Rangers were well enough, and I don't get really titles in. Other than I think if you look at Catwell for the end of the season, you should get him in. And for Celtic, we do get early team news the first game, so I would hold fire on Kyogo until we find out if he's playing or not. Sitting minute at home, we'll get to that later on. I think if he is playing, I think you can start your VC on it. Yeah. Uh, next game, then, we've got Aberdeen nil, Hibs nil. Um, not too much to report on this one. Uh, Roos saved the penalty, so a nice haul for him. Um, well done if you've got him in goal. Um, Nisbet was the taker, so not good for him. Um, he did have the most shots on target with three. Um, and also to report is um, Ellie Ewan hit the woodwork a couple of times, so um, he, he's perhaps still in our minds. Um, fixtures going ahead aren't great. Aberdeen, um, obviously, on a great clean sheet run. Um However, they've got Hearts away, St Mirren at home. I think you could probably bank on that one for a clean sheet. And then Celtic away. Um, so not too sure if that run will continue. Um, in terms of Hibs, uh, Rangers at home, Celtic at home, and then Hearts away. So um, probably as tough as it gets for them. I don't see many clean sheets there. Um, perhaps with uh, rotation, you, you could see some goals though. So um, Nisbet and Ewan are probably the most likely I do reckon there's probably better options out there. Um, in terms of Aberdeen's attackers, um, I did have Duke down as a hold, but um, apparently there's concern that um, his, his injury status, he might not, that might be him for the rest of the season. So um, definitely something to, to keep your ears uh, close to the ground on that one because um, he's perhaps one you'd want to transfer out this week. Um, but other than that, not, not, not too much else to say. Peter, anything to add with that one? No, Hibs first. Hibs probably is the surprise of the post-split the top half so far. I've had two back-to-back clean sheets and then a goal off a fish, so I was surprised at that. 
I like you said, I don't expect much more going forward. I think that's that one done and dusted. You didn't sign a long-term contract now. I think they signed them permanently, so interest to your egos to the end of the season. Uh, Duke injured, so I think uh, I don't know how that'll affect Hamilton's how they play because he's balls been pretty good this season. Interested to watch first half. It's a big, big game for fourth position, I think. So if Aberdeen even get a, many points to the clear when they got the league in front of them, if Aberdeen are even get oh, a, draw, a draw, then you think it's pretty much five. Five. There you go. A draw, and you think it's pretty much done unless they fall apart. Uh, the clean sheet's good. I still think Aberdeen will, will beat Hearts this weekend. I still think Aberdeen's a team to go for. I think Robson's going to play very well. Didn't, Hearts didn't look exactly great against it, man. We'll get to that next. But I wouldn't be rushing to bring any players in. If you've got me a team, happy to hold. I'm more inclined now to look at players that are going to get something to fight for than the bottom. If you want to look differential, we'll get to that later with questions. But otherwise, I think most people have talked about it. If you've kept my, if you had my Oscar over Duke, then done well because also Duke's injured. I think he's out for the season. So that's it. Uh, and how much did I think? Both, both teams look decent defensively. Maybe a bit quiet going up front, but it's one of those games. Yep. Tony? Yeah, I thought it was quite a, a lacklustre game for, for these two teams. Certainly from the highlights, it looked like Hibs created the more chances. Um, my transfer out was Nisbet, so I dodged a bullet there. But the transfer in was Duke, so I've kind of not any better off. I didn't realise Duke was injured, but what I've wrote is he does look like he's burnt out um, after a long season and I would be tempted to, to cash in on him. So if he is injured, then that uh, backs up that one. So, um, yeah, good points from Bruce. I did see somebody in there. What, did he get 14 points for this game? Was he top 10? Uh, yep, 14 points. Yeah, so if you've got that and maybe an Aberdeen defender, um, well. you've certainly you've certainly done well. Um, so yeah, the Aberdeen defence has, has been really good. Um, but the game's coming up. Well, the finish with Celtic Hearts could be a difficult one. Uh, so Minnan's probably going to be okay there. But they should be safe enough. Uh, you have to think that's a pretty good turnaround mm-hmm. uh, since Robson came in. Hibs, for me, I just think fixture-wise, it's absolutely horrific. Rangers, Celtic, and then a, a derby to finish off the season away from home, um, I would avoid. But, um, yeah. I think Aberdeen, I've got third place in the bag. Hibs, I'm not sure if they can scrape in, but I don't think they'll get anything out of those three games. Uh, Next up, we've got St Mirren 2, Hearts 2. For St Mirren, it was Shaughnessy. um, uh, Scored the first one with an assist from Gogic, and Strain scored the second. For Hearts, um, Ginelli got the first with an assist from Atkinson, and uh, it was a late penalty for, for Shankland. Um, also, uh, worth noting, um, Peter Herring got a, a red card and the penalty um, was won by Ginelli, so decent haul for him. Um, I think the Hearts attack are looking a bit better under Naismith. Um, Ginelli and Shanklin are in with the, some returns again, having a, a bit of a blank spell. Um, the defence, um, not up to much at all. Um, for St Mirren, um, the, their defence hasn't been as what it was, but for Strain... Um, he obviously we've mentioned in the past he, he offers returns both ends of the pitch and uh, in this game he did manage three shots on target so there's the potential there um, try to read more writing again <laughs> um, oh sorry so, so St Mirren um, they've got a tough run as well Celtic Aberdeen then Rangers next so 
um, perhaps one to, to stick on for the, the bench trick. Um, I don't think I've looked to buy O'Hara or, or load up on St Mirren um, now at this stage. Um, I think they're perhaps a team to avoid. Um, for Hearts, they've got Aberdeen at home, Rangers away, Hibs at home. Uh, Shankland and Janelli are the, the main outlet for, for attacking returns. Janelli obviously playing out of position as a, as a striker. Um, other than that, there's no one that would, would interest me. Um, back to you, Donny, for this one. Yeah, so it's your typical game of two halves. St Mirren quite comfortable in the first half, 2-0 up. Good goal from Strain, um, pretty comfortable. And then Hearts came back through, again, their regular names, Janelli and Shanklin. So um, I actually didn't realise it finished 2-2. I thought it was 2-1. It was only later mm-hmm. that I seen the, the Shanklin points. But the nature of the top six is that, that both teams have got bad fixtures now. They both play Rangers and Celtic um, as, as a mixture. Um, of the ones left so certainly as you said for St Mirren um, the likes of Strain the likes of O'Hara you're probably going to have to cash in now they've served us well um, over the last dozen game weeks um, I had Strain and O'Hara both on the bench uh, and they both came off for about 16 points so that was decent Hearts again they're always unreliable at the back Janelli and Shankland are probably the only two that you would go to and Janelli is the type of player that I'm always one move away to get him in and if I had an ideal midfield five he would certainly be in there but I've always got other changes to make that uh, I just miss out on them Shankland you know in terms of strikers and form you know you've got to think he'll score a couple um, between now and the end of the season if you don't have him maybe a, a Duke replacement there but um, the result doesn't really do anything for either team so obviously with Aberdeen and Hibs drawing as well uh, they stay the same, but with harder fixtures to come. So it's going to be tough. Yep. Peter, anything to add? I didn't see any of this game, so just seeing by you've talked about and looking at the players mentioned, uh, I was the same as Donnie when I left the pub. I was in the 51st position <laughs> in the league, and I was like, oh, nice week, guys. They woke up the caravan and uh, checked. Shackling scored, I realised Jelly was the other one, and I was like, oh, here we go, and back down to 61st. So, they're probably killing my ranks. I, I don't know what teams are about. We do have both of them. So, yeah. like Donnie mentioned, I always seem like a, I'd like to bring one of them in or another team I look. There's all somebody else I need to take out first. But, like I said, mentioned, I've got a Duke problem this week. So, I think the obvious choice might be Shankland. And then, especially that last fixture, Hibs at home. I think that's a, a nice speed differential. As we talk about later, vice captain captain's option in the last derby game of the season. But, as you mentioned, we sit there and strain the hard after they've had the hard after the strain. But I think he's done as well. I look at the three fixtures, I don't really see him getting much. I know he could obviously, he's good for assists and he's good for shots on target. But I might make a side move now and just try something different as the running continues. That's it. Yep. Um, next game then we have uh, Dundee United 1, uh, Ross County 3. Uh, for Dundee United, it was McGrath with a pen. Um, for Ross County, uh, Jordan White hat trick. Uh, assist came from Baldwin, uh, Kenny and Murray. Um, White could be a punt. I'm, I'm sure he got a hat-trick round the boat this time last season as well. And I think he went on to, to score a few goals after it. Um, don't quote me on that one. Um, fixtures are Motherwell away, St. Johnson at home and Kilmarnock away. So um, there's definitely the opportunity for, for goals there in the, the last two games. Um Jordan White and Stephen Fletcher both had three shots on target and we have stated in the past Fletcher and McGrath uh, seem to be the, the main source of attack and returns at uh, 
Dundee United, so um wasn't meant to be for him this game. I do like McGrath because he's on the penalties um, and he's had a couple in recent times, so um, nice little boost for anyone that owns him. Um, in terms of Ross County, I think Jordan White could be a decent punt. Um, I, I don't think I'm interested in any other county players. Uh, the one 2 0 last week against Livingston, but um, different names again. We had Samuel and Yakaviti with the goals and two assists from Danda. So, um, other than White, the, the returns do seem to be um, fairly spread evenly amongst the squad. Um, so it's really kind of difficult to pin down a specific um, Ross County player to, to to target. Come to you first this time, Peter. In United, I think <clears throat> after some great comeback, three wins a trot, they've now lost that two in a trot after the split, so they're right back in it again. So, I mean, I have McGrath. I was going to get BH at one point, and I kind of came off cooled off that one. I don't I think they probably have burst. Interesting watch his last few games and Ross County's going for the great escape. I think you might be right, Tom. I'm sure you mentioned this last season, but this time Jordan might have had a decent record after post split when the game's counted. It's just mm-hmm. a game this year. Normally, we don't really talk about a lot of striker options, but this year we do have a lot of striker options. So, Jake would miss the boat. We just be chasing points now going from after the hat trick, and then there's no guarantee he gets him next week. I'm not too sure. Again, we've got a question on differentials, vice captains and captains later, so we can bring it in then. but I'm still not really keen on these two teams for any players. Maybe a last week point. That's what I'm looking for when it comes to the nitty gritty of the last game week. I'm hopefully trying to take two transfers in the last week. That's my thinking. So you can go, right, who's got something to play for? Who's Who really has to go for it? And you can make two aggressive transfers. That's my thoughts. Donnie? Yeah, so last time we recorded, United were flying with three wins in a row. Now they've got back-to-back defeats, bottom of the table, so... I'm not really sure what's going on with them. On the flip side, Ross County not been great this season and um, they've had a couple of good results. So it's all to play for down at the bottom. It's certainly um, exciting head-to-heads. I think for County, I mean, you talked about Jordan White. I wouldn't go there. You might miss out on points, but at the same time, there's enough value everywhere else that you know just going to have to take it. If somebody wants to do it, um, and go for it. You get the returns well played. And McGrath for United, it would definitely be a hold. As bad as they're playing, everything seems to go through him. So, again, you've got good returns there. Um, anything else is a punt, but I think United are in trouble um, given the results elsewhere. It's, it's not looking good, but certainly it is an exciting bottom six, which we've not seen for a while. Yeah. Um. Speaking of the bottom six, uh, we've got Kilmarnock 2, Livingston 0. Uh, the goals came from Vassell uh, with an assist from Deutsch and uh, our old friend Danny Armstrong got the penalty. Uh, we'll get Livingston out of the way. I think it's uh, I think they're clearly on the beach just now, so I'm not really interested in any of the players. Um, Vassell, I think he could be a decent differential going forward. Uh, he had three shots on target in this game um, and he has had some, some uh, returns recently. Uh, the fixtures are St. Johnson at home, Dundee United away, Ross County at home. So I reckon there's a good potential for um, goals there. Uh, particularly if it dukes out, then I think he could be um, a nice swap and we'd free up some funds for, for people as well. Um, other than that, Danny Armstrong perhaps is an option um, in terms of the attackers. He's on penalties, so he's a kind of sort of similar kind of asset like McGrath and uh, O'Hara, but obviously we won't be going for O'Hara now given their fixture run. 
Um, another punt could be uh, Mayo. Um, there's the possibility clean sheets there. St. Johnston don't seem to be scoring a lot of goals. Dundee United um, have hit a rough run of form again. And then the last game of the season at home to Ross County. So um, could be all right there. Um, but again, a little bit punty. Uh, Donnie, what's your thoughts for this one? So Kilmarnock, two wins out of three now, basically giving themselves a chance of survival and two of the last three games are at home. Um, so they must see that they've got a good chance uh, of staying up. Livy, exactly what you've said. I think they've checked out. Um, if you're holding on to like Sir Kelly at the back in hope of a clean sheet, while she might get one, I would probably just cash in with elsewhere. Um, yeah, touched on exactly what I said for Kilmarnock, Armstrong and Vassell. It's probably the two standouts. But you know, back of my mind is this is a team that don't score a lot of goals. Um, you know, if you're rolling the dice, um, you know, somebody like Ash Taylor who'd maybe pop up and score a goal, get a clean sheet, that that could be uh, what you want to go for. But good good win for Kilmarnock. As I say, they'll, they'll think they've got a chance now of staying up. And for Livingston, just stay away in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm waiting for the nod. Uh, sorry, Livingston first. I think we all called it after the split. They checked out. They got. They didn't get top six. There's no danger of going down. And I think that was it. They've not really fight for the players. Just go through the motions. A lot of players out of contract now, so I don't know if it's going to be a case of this will be the end of the season. Just they'll just chug along, get to the next season, and they'll change their turnover of staff as they do every year. Uh, well, Kilmarnock, I think. Come on, I fancy to stay up now with the fixtures remaining and a couple of wins. Vassell is the one you brought it up for like a chance. Is the one I was thinking of moving through from Duke just to be something different. Because you look at all the teams around about my ranking, they've all seen the same players, so it's either Shankland or something different. And I could easily go for a one week punt and go back to Shank. I don't know, I'll just wait and see. He's on my mind there, some are different just to get in the command special moment. The only thing is Donny mentioned they don't score a lot of goals. And it's just it would be a punt. But again, we'll cover that when we get to the question. Apart from that, there's no other players you've, you've already mentioned. Ash Taylor at the back, because he keeps, can, pops up for set pieces sometimes. Armstrong midfield can go hot and, blow, hot and cold. Depends if you've got one of a decent run, he can return quite well. But anything that these kind of teams now, at this level of the season, it is basically punt material now. Yeah. I'm not sure Ash Taylor's getting the stats anymore. Is he not? I'm not yeah. checked. No. Um... Our last picture then, we have St. Johnston nil, well two. Van V with the penalty, and uh, the second goal, Mandarin with an assist from Spittle. Uh, obviously, turns there from the usual six in Van Veen and Spittle. Um, we've kind of you know, harped on about it for long enough. Um, Max Johnston wasn't in the squad, which was a, a shame because he was my transfer in this week. Um, nothing mentioned in the press release there, so... And I imagine we'll, we'll have got him. Um, so keep an eye out on, on this week's press release and see if um, there's any information there. Um, you could uh, switch over to another Motherwell defender. Um, the Motherwell's final fixtures are Ross County, Livingston and Dundee United. Um, so uh, a nice little fixture run there. I, I think if you've not, you're not tripled up, then yeah, perhaps move towards the triple up because the uh, the momentum seems to be um, with them at the minute, and then Jay Johnston a complete avoid. Peter, what do you reckon? 
Yep, Kipling and Voice and Johnson. Kevin Van Dien's having a summer season, so he is. He's, uh, I can tell you right now, if he leaves the league, I think we've got our cup name for the start of the season next year. Because <laughs> he's had some season. I thought it was going to be Duke at some point, but Van Dien's been tremendous. I've got a sneaky suspicion he might be the league next year wearing a different colour of top, but more than that, in prediction, Donny Sheen. I didn't even see Rangers, Donny, you're shaking my head. You're shaking your head. I did, <laughs> I did mean Rangers, actually. You uh, uh, like Dutch players, what you like. Uh, having Spittle on Johnson, there is no word on Johnson. I'm surprised he didn't play. He got me like one point off the bench, but hopefully he's back. Because he has been pretty good at the back. We've all talked about him. He's a like marauding fullback. He's done pretty well. Spittle's been in the conversation every week like with Ahara, Clarkson, uh, Armstrong talks. He's these midfielders. Hopefully these guys can all stick about next year because as well with this league, if you look decently for one of kind of small and middle table teams, you normally get snapped up and go. Hopefully these guys can keep all these teams, especially teams that finish in Europe, like if Aberdeen finish in Europe, hopefully they can keep hold of all these players for another year. And it gives us something to kind of build on next year. But then that's obviously at the same time that good thing about this fantasy game that there's so many new players every year that you don't really get the chance to bring in five or six ten players that change every year, apart from maybe Celtic Rangers players. And a Tommy Sage and Johnson. It's in a void. Two of the season. Not much of them. They're now pretty safe, so I don't know why they're to go there. Yeah. Um, just to round off then. Oh, no, sorry, Donnie. You, you, <laughs> you're the fixture, isn't it? No, that's okay. Uh, if I was to cast my mind over the whole season, I'd Probably haven't picked a St Johnston player at all this season. It's just a team that doesn't really offer anything. Reserve goalkeeper. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red flag. And, and that continues. I just don't see any value um, out of that team. Motherwell's great form continues. The only problem now is everyone's got Van Veen and mm-hmm. probably everyone's got Spittle. So we're, we're not really benefiting from it um, other than getting the points week in, week out. Um, yeah, I've got Johnson as well to come in, I think, the week before. Um, but he was nowhere to be seen. I'll just hold on to him. If he doesn't play, then so be it. I've got changes elsewhere to make. But yeah, but the the season that Motherwell are having are really good. Unless Van Veen gets a really bad injury, I don't think Rangers will sign him. We only sign folk that have got <laughs> bad injuries. So, <laughs> I don't think he'll be there. At his age, there's, you, you don't benefit anything out of him. He's a journeyman. We've already got Cholak who can score goals uh, and is in contract. So I don't see that one happening. But it'd be a good signing. Like San Aberdeen, I think he'd probably do well there if, if they lose uh, one of their strikers. He, he could perform well but um, yeah certainly having a good season and fair play in Motherwell yep um, our top 10 then uh, no prizes for guessing who's first it was Jordan White with 22 points with his hat trick um, Roos um, 14 points as we mentioned earlier with his clean sheet and penalty save uh, Suter for Rangers with 12 Janelli with 12 Tav with 11 Cantwell with 11 Strain um, with 11 Vassell um, at Kilmarnock we mentioned 11 Sakala 10 and um, uh, man of the striker of the season there Van Veen with 10 as well um, breaking it down uh, one goalkeeper appearance which has been very very rare this season which is obviously Roos uh, three defenders two mids and four forwards um, anything standing out there to you guys? No pretty much we expected with the results that's the players you expect to return a couple of like, surprises that nobody would have like Jordan White I don't think that affect MD's rank yeah but pretty much everybody else is would we expect the results came through yep yep, yep. 
Right, Donny, you've got a die talking through the remaining fixtures, so I'll over to you. Yeah, so we've touched on a lot of those already. Obviously, there's very limited games left, and I might be repeating myself here. So I'm just going to go through the top six, bottom six, and, and what's left, what to look out for, things like that. So we'll start at the top, um, Celtic. Uh, I think team news is important um, when you see the Celtic lineup. We obviously got Kyogo out this uh, game week. If you see that again, I'd say I'd probably be tempted to to leave him on the bench, but oh, on the other hand, would be a good differential um, if you fancy it. I've got Celtic as team use every game week. I don't Is know that if right? that's right or not. I think the game week 36 is a midweek game, so if they all kick off at the same time, then yeah, you'll definitely see that. And the game week 37, it's the top six all kicking off at the same time, so... That's what I've got down anyway. Uh, Rangers, same idea. There's there's going to be rotation, but there's certain players that you can bank on. Um, Tav, Goldson, Cantwell, Raskin, and and I think Sakala. Um, So as Tav, Cantwell, or stick-ons, I think Sakala's a good differential um, as far as that's concerned. If we move on to Aberdeen, uh, they should be safe uh, for that European spot, um, but they do have two away fixtures, one of which is at Celtic uh, at the last game of the season. And as we've touched on, Duke um, is injured. Clarkson, Peter, you've got him in your team. He does tend to do quite well. Um, the defence has done well. And you've got Miofsky as a goal-scoring alternative if Duke is out. So that's one to look at uh, there. Hearts, as I touched on in the, in the game review, they've got terrible fixtures. There's only Shanklin, Janelli, um, that look decent value uh, out of that team. Hibs, they've got even worse fixtures, and I would avoid them altogether. Uh, and as I mentioned for St Mirren, terrible fixtures, move off of Strain and O'Hara um, and, and go somewhere else. So I think we've probably touched on those when we were discussing the games. But anything else in the top six that you see, Peter, that you're looking to get on board? Pretty mixed bag. The only thing I can, you're right by the way, Celtic do get free team news in a few weeks, as checked. Uh, I think it might put a full through team out for this home game in St. Mern as like a first game at home since winning the league. I, I think mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong, but I think if MD's fit, they've got two weeks after that to rest for the cup. So if MD's niggling, he could play them. I could be completely wrong, but I've got. You'll see the team news anyway, but I think he won't play a full strength team, which mean, leads me more to say that probably avoids it even more than Mirror Dimension. But yeah, we'll see. We'll get look at the team news, so you have the benefit of hindsight. I would just have a plan in place, have transfers ready, who you've got a team who might be rested, and then you'll be able to make your moves depending on what team news drops. Yeah. Tom, in the top six you've got your eye on? No, nothing tied to that. No. Okay, so we'll go on to the bottom six. Again, going to repeat some names here that we've already heard, but Motherwell, been cruising it of late, don't really have any tricky fixtures. Van Veen, Spittle and Johnson, um, should he be playing? Livingston, hard avoid. Uh, I don't think there's any value left in this team. They might get one clean sheet out of those three games, but for me, nothing. St Johnston, avoid. Kilmarnock, as I mentioned, two home games out of the three will be key for them. Armstrong and Vassell uh, would be my go-tos there. Uh, Ross County, so hard to predict. Um, they go hot and cold, but as we mentioned, White, if you do fancy it, then you know it's all or nothing um, is the way I see it. And for Dundee United, down at the bottom, two tough away games, but if you've got McGrath on your team, I would just keep them there. Penalties are always good value in the league, um, but nothing else. So the bottom six is a bit more open. There's... Um, 
still four teams that can um, go down. Uh, so there'll certainly be competitive games. Anything there, Tom, that you're eyeing up? Um, well, I'll probably need to make a, a defensive move because I've got Strain, Egan Riley and Devlin um, making up three defender spots. So um, I mentioned Mayo earlier. That that could be an option. Most defenders do have a um, a low ceiling and I think, as you mentioned, the things are going to be quite competitive. So realistically, how many clean sheets is there going to be? Um, so other than that, nothing really to add to, to, to the names you've already mentioned. Yeah. Peter, anything in the bottom six? Just think you can trust Motherwell. I think they're playing well. Kerrigal's not going to let him uh, lay up. He's going to keep him going into the season. They're also going to try to finish well. Kilmarnock stands out because of two home games out of three. And like I said, I am going to try my best to have two transfers get to the last game of the season so that at least then you can, as I said before, attack the fi- fixers or teams if it's something to play for. That's like, my advice I'll give out on the bottom six. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Um, say a lot of that's just repeating what we've maybe touched on already. There's not many games left. Um, realistically, you've got three transfers between the end of the season. Um, um, presumably, everyone else has used all their chips and whatnot. So, um, good luck. Right, I'll go with the questions into Twitter sphere. So, we've got two from Andy Payman. So, first of all, which defences are worth it for the run? Motherwell, Rangers and Kilmarnock have kept two or three clean sheets. I've kept two of three clean sheets, I mean, in the last three. Or should we double up at the back for Rangers now that OF is passed? Or, firm? or bet and Kelly Sealy Great escape at the bottom instead? I'll come to you first, Donny. Um, it's a tough position to go looking for points. As we've seen with VAR, we've had a lot more penalties now. Um, Celtic uh, um, obviously winning the league still has leaked goals um, we can week out same with Rangers so it is hard to go and looking for it so what you're then going to want to do is like a, like Ross County maybe a Jakobiti you know he might get a clean sheet but he's most likely to score as well we touched on Taylor but if he's not playing um, maybe not so much so that's maybe um, what you should be doing. Obviously, the second part of his question is about looking elsewhere, and we'll answer that separately. But it, it's a tough one. Um, I, I can't really offer any value in my crystal ball, but um, Rangers and Celtic traditionally uh, offer the best value. I don't see reason to stay away from that. Tom, same question yourself? Yeah, just as as, as Donnie said, um, there, there is quite a low ceiling. Um, I probably wouldn't be uh, dedicating... Um, lots of transfers try to sort of reshape your back line I think as long as you've got a decent three obviously your, your minimum is you have to have at least three defenders so as long as you've got a decent three and then play the bench stick with other two positions uh, um, I think that's probably the, the, the way forward so obviously uh, Tav's going to make up one of those positions um, Aberdeen have had a decent run you could maybe bet on that a little bit but the fixtures are against you, um, Kilmarnock and uh, Motherwell, probably the, the, the two standouts for for me, for those wanting to try and gain some ground and maybe start to get a little bit bunty at this stage. Yep, I agree with both of you. I think it's quite hard to pick a defensive transfer in this game, especially when the results never really... I mean, sometimes you do it on a form with Motherwell, for example, Aberdeen, but the fixtures have turned for Aberdeen. Rangers and Celtic are probably the most... You can, kind of stand by even then there's no guarantees so I don't really want to make a transfer defensively think it's going to pay off it's more trying to pay, pay the fixtures so like Kamara got two home games or like Dory mentioned earlier on an attack defender like Lacavete who normally gets a return somebody like that who's 
more chance to get their turn at both ends and could be quite lucky. But I think it's a hard one to, hard one to kind of hang your hat on. Follow up question, Andy Penman again. Is thinking about making the defender transit at this stage of the season just really boring? Shouldn't we all be gunning for making big possible games with attackers instead? I think he's had his own question. What come to you first, Tom? Uh, yeah, I would probably agree with that. I mean, once you kind of get your back three settled, um, I mean, it's difficult to kind of get everyone in. I was kind of looking, looking at my own team. Um, you're going to have to maybe make a choice with your, your fourth defender if you've got your um, fifth defender slot as a um, non-playing player. So um, perhaps that's going to make the difference, um, either Armstrong or Spittle. Um, I think there's probably a clear template just now. The, the names that we're discussing are the same names every week. And I think maybe um, with more sort of rotation at Selic and Rangers, perhaps your, your your biggest sort of differential and the biggest way you're going to um, make ground on your opponents is by trying to get clever with your um, captaincy and vice-captaincy and try and make ground that way. I think that's probably going to be yeah. the, the way forward. But... I, I think he's. I think he's right. Um, Defence, limited ceiling. Um, even the guys that do tend to get attacking returns haven't been too prolific recently. The ones that do, uh, or, or have been recently, the fixtures aren't great. So um, I would, I would, um, I would focus more on attackers. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Just run with three defenders. Um, and fill your midfield and forward line. That's where you're going to get your points. Um, I've had um, Strain was on the bench this game week, and then he came off. You know, didn't think he would um, get a return. He does. I think it was the same in the settled game. You put him on the bench, and he got a return. So, um, just line up with three defenders. Um, presumably, the, the other defender or two that you've got um, are going to get two, if not more, points. So just go there. Midfield, there's plenty of choice. We've already mentioned the names there. So that's where you're going to get your returns because regardless if they lose a goal, you'll still get returns from midfield and up front um, ahead of defence. So, yeah, plenty of, plenty of points to be made. Can't argue any of that. So move on to John Cameron, Cami37. What would your bold differential and outlier captains vice captain picks be to make up a decent size gap? 50 points in the league. So I'm assuming we means that it's like to end of the season then to get make 50 points up. So I'm going to go quickly first. I think it's really hard because as Tom said, there's a clear template now. So everybody's got Van Veen, everybody's got Tavernier, most people have got Kyogo, probably Jota. Most should have Catwell by this point. If they don't, then you're not going to catch up because Catwell's pretty much nailed. Uh, I think it's hard. And you're going to have to be... I tried to be clever this week in Captain Clarkson. The probably right moves would be to stay with Tavernier, stay with the pack, or bring in Spittle and Captain Spittle and something like that. So I don't think there's any clear, because you're going to have to go against what people are going to go for. It's really... You see the team news, for example, Celtic at home at St Mern, and there's O starting up front in the home game, then that could be your chance to go for it. But... To me, I don't see there's any standouts right now. It's just going to be a total punt in the dark and you have as much chance of dropping rank as you have gaining rank. Maybe that's something you want to hear, Cammy, but that's just how I feel it sits at this point in the season. About yourself, Donny? Yeah, was, was Cammy not the listener that was top of that league a few weeks ago? Was he yeah, not he asking may, how to protect his league? I think he might have been. Eh? <laughs> He's blown it. <laughs> Need to listen to the, the deep dive and the differential. Uh, yeah, 50 points is, is a big ask. Um 
uh, just ask Melvin. Um, that's 17 extra points a week um, where teams are much and much the same. So it is difficult. As I say, if you rule out Tav, Yogo, Van Veen, you know, Janelli or Shankland at home, Aberdeen, Sakala away to Hibs. Oh, as you mentioned, to St Mirren, you need to be lucky. And then you're asking for three weeks in a row to be lucky. It's going to be tough. Um, whereas everyone ahead of you can just go with the, the standards and, and probably stay the same. But no, good luck with the chase. Um, but it is going to be a big mountain for you to climb. But you're always asking the players that you're not batting to stay quiet. Yeah. Which is going to be, <laughs> that's two you're looking for, which I think was quite hard. Tom, thoughts? Um. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 a it's a bold ask. Um, at, the, at the end of the day, um, this season is quite different. Where um, every team in every league is a an individual team. So if this is a league um, that you maybe got some a cash interest in or whatever, it 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 doesn't really. It's not going to affect your your rank in the big league whether you go crazy in this one or not. So um, you could just. Get Vassell and captain him at home against St Johnston, and if you if you if you lose by fifty points or a hundred points, it's maybe it's not going to make too much a difference, but at least you gave it a go. Mm-hmm. So Kyle and Vassell's two that I think stood out when we're talking about there. They're the two, or if you're feeling really punty, one of the Celtic defenders, maybe Ralston. I don't like a lot of people's team, but maybe gets a couple of assists and a clean sheet, hopefully, but. I think it's really hard. I can't really offer much anymore. Because the names you want to mention, the names that everybody's going to have, you go, why don't you captain Spittle last week? But all you can do is get double points. Somebody else has gone. Why don't you captain Van Veen? But you're getting double points. If somebody's vice-captained them, then you're not really, because he's not really the assister. He's more just the goal scorer. So I think at this point of the season, it's really, really hard to do. You're just going to have to take massive punts and hope they pay off. Right. Last question is from Melvino himself. Do you think Sakala starts all remaining against Rangers? And his second big question was, will Peter and Tom be doing a deep dive with no from Clash this weekend? We've done quite a deep dive, Melvin. There you go. Dory, a deep dive for us. And yeah. Skylar question, don't think you really answered it, but do you want to re- reiterate it again? Yes, I think it's, a, it's 100% a uh, given. I think with the, the settled game, Bill showed that Morelos is now a spent force. He didn't even bring him on as a sub. Uh, I don't think we've got any alternatives. Uh, so for me, He's guaranteed to play those uh, games. The bad news for Melvin is that that's my transfer in this week. So I've got him covered. I was just about to say, I think that's what he was going to tell you. That's his transfer. (laughs) (laughs) I've got him covered. Um, But yeah, I think I I backed off a Rangers and Celtic a few weeks ago just to give me that space. If teams do rotate and, you know, where we are now, it seems a perfect time to bring them in and, and just give them those runs. So... I think there's definitely value in Sakala till the end of the season. Okay, I know you asked me, Tom, because Tony knows more than me do, so that's, that, that's a question. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> right, so we'll go to fixtures coming up. So this is where we have, you'll have two fixtures in a space a week, I believe, because it's a week game after this. So this week we have five games at 3pm kick-off, and the only game you want to see team news for is Hibs Rangers on Sunday. So it is Hearts vs Aberdeen, Celtic St Mirren, Motherwell Ross County, Livingston Dungeon United, Kilmarnock St Johnson, and Hibs Rangers. So, don't you think kind I of mentioned it, but captain transfers, vice captains this week? Yeah, so it's an easy transfer this week. I've got Duke, who we're saying is injured. Um, so, he's coming out. Sakala's going in. Um, these cells seem to be permanent on my computer, but it's Captain Tav, vice captain Kyogo. Obviously, that can change um, when we see the Celtic team news. 
Um, but I don't really see any reason to to come off of that. You could go Captain Sakala. Uh, I think there's value there, um, but that's what I'll stick with for Tishnow. So, uh, yeah, if Duke's injured, I'll probably go Vassell. Um, in terms of captaincy and vice captaincy, um, I would probably look to. Uh, I'd probably look to take more advice, maybe Captain Vassell and. Um, Leave the vice captaincy on Van Veen. Try and uh, try and get into the um, the higher echelons of the the big league. Colin <laughs> Royce feeling punty. Uh, I'm currently captain to have vice captain Kyogo. Depending on team news, I don't see that changing. Zakala <sighs> is the one I thought of a sale or Shankland. I'm still to think about it. I need to ask Barcudo. He's bringing the first, so I can trick it right. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I think I've only got two hundred and two Celtic either as well, so I've got space like I said, Tony, so I could easily uh, I wait to see Celtic's early team news first because if it is a yeah. full strength team, I can maybe just go for a third Celtic asset and hopefully go for it. But we'll wait and see. Right, I think that's just pretty much covered then. So yeah. get your plugs in for we go, Donnie. I am at FFS underscore Donny. Tom. And at FFS underscore Scout. I'm a fantasy half. So once again, guys, thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.